You're listening to the What the Chuck podcast with Megan Rage. You guys are some of the nosiest people I've ever met in my whole entire life. Let me just tell you that last week's episode was the most listened to episode by like 200 people. It's insane. All of you were thinking that I was pregnant, therefore you're nosy and you want to listen, but I totally get it because I'm exactly the same. People that I don't even talk to or really pay attention to will like tease something and I got to make sure that I have to go back to find out what it is. If it's a radio person that has a podcast, I'll go listen to it, even though I've never listened to any other episode. So I get it. I'm a nosy bitch too. It's just funny how nosy you actually are. Thanks for listening last week and finding out that I wasn't pregnant, that in fact, I just got a job in Oregon at KDUK, a radio station. I'm super excited. I've already started this week. It's going really well. I'm loving it. Um, Yeah. And a lot of people have texted me and saying that they downloaded the app and have responded to things that I've said on the air. So that's really cool that you guys are listening. It's actually freaking awesome. Yes, I'm not pregnant. You know what? I almost gave it away. So I posted a tease probably last Tuesday, a day before the podcast came out. And I was like, what are your guesses as to my what my big announcement is? And I put one of those boxes on Instagram. And so many people responded that they thought that I was having a baby. Well, in the very next slide, Brett and I recently tried this rosé from Trader Joe's that's literally so good. I just said literally two times in a row. Literally, literally, literally. So fucking annoying. Um, we tried this rosé from Trader Joe's and it was so good. So right after I posted, what do you think my big announcement is? I also posted a bottle of the rosé and someone messaged me and was like, girl, if you're trying to sell that you're pregnant, you got to take that bottle of wine down. I was like, oh, good call. I'm an idiot. So I immediately took it down. Hopefully nobody saw it. But yeah, um, not pregnant. I'm not with child. Well, I mean, who knows? I could be now, but I wasn't then. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm not pregnant right now. I mean, I don't. I could be, but I don't know. <laughs> No big deal. Just have no idea what's going on with my body ever. I have so much to talk about today. Like I I just got a hot flash looking down at my notes and like seeing everything that I have written down. Normally I have like a few topics anywhere between six and eight. My whole page is covered today, which is good because Brett listened to my podcast the last two weeks. Well, he listens to it every week, but the last two weeks he was like, you talk about shit for too long. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you talk about things for like 45 minutes. I'm like, okay, that's an exaggeration. But I did listen back last week and I did kind of go on about Yosemite and I did kind of go on about the new Apple show C, but a lot of you have hit me up and said that you started watching it and liked it. So you're welcome. But I feel like now that I have more things to talk about today, I won't, you know, dwell on things for so long because I can get a little redundant. I could get a little wordy. It really is so fucking hot in this office. I cannot handle it. First of all, sorry for dropping the F-bomb. This is an explicit podcast. I've had five or six people in the last week send me videos of their kids cussing because they listen to it around their kids or say that they haven't been able to listen yet because they're always around their kids and they have to wait until they're not because I'd be dropping F-bombs left and right. So sorry about it. I, I, I would try to control it, but also... I don't want to, so just listen to it when your kids aren't around, okay? Public service announcement. It's so freaking hot in this office. I cannot handle it. I'm sweating. The vent is, I don't know what the deal with the vent is, but I don't feel any cool air coming in. Maybe it's because the AC isn't on. Let me check. Okay, so we just got a nest. We just got a nest installed, which I really like because normally I'd have to go downstairs to adjust the temperature, but like right now, it's not super hot inside. It's 77. Sue me. I know my thermostat. Thermostat. Is that right? No, thermostat, thermostat. <laughs> I know my thermostat's supposed to be set at 80, according to SMUD, but it's hot in here. The door is closed. 
So I had to adjust it just now to 75. So it's at 77. Normally I'd have to go downstairs and change it, which would be right in front of Brett. And he'd be like, what are you doing? Our smud bill. But since we got this nest, I can control it from my phone. So I just switched it to a cool 75 just while I record this podcast. And Brett has no idea. It's a win-win. If you don't have a nest, highly recommend for that purpose alone. Brett's always like, fine temperature wise and I run warm when we got our car the one that we test drove it had like climate control for one side of the car like you could have it on your feet and your body on the driver's side but not but just on your body like on the passenger side which I was really excited about because Brett has like arthritis in his hip and stuff so he's always complaining about the AC in the car being on the feet whereas I am forming a great lake in my shoes every day because of the amount of sweat that's coming off my feet. So if we're driving somewhere, I like to get get them nice and nice and cooled down before I have to traipse about my flip flops with my feet fucking sliding out of them every two seconds. So anytime we're driving, we're arguing about the AC. So when we test drove a Range Rover at Land Rover, it had climate control so that I could have it on both and Brett could have it on just his body. Well, then we bought our car and our car does not have that climate control. So we still argue about the AC being on the feet and the body. I'm like, just let me live. I'm freaking sweating. My eyebrows are sweating. My hands are sweating. My feet are sweating. My upper lip is sweating. My thighs are sweating. Everything's sweating. Just let me live. So people call it the Sunday scaries. Brett and I never have the Sunday scaries. We always have the Monday scaries. (laughs) Sunday, normally there's still maybe some light drinking going on. Um, Monday, we can never pull it together. Like we will have gone shopping for groceries for the week, but we always end up eating those groceries Tuesday through Friday. And Monday just ends up being like a second Sunday. And so every Monday... Brett gets off of work and we're like, okay, what are we going to have for dinner? And it is a struggle every single Monday. So over the weekend, we made a cheese board and we had leftover stuff to make a cheese board. So last night I was like, let's just make a little cheese board for dinner. We'll run to the store, grab a baguette and grab some extra meat because we were almost out. And so we're driving to the grocery store. And Brett looks at me and he goes, I really just don't fancy a cheese board tonight. And I'm like, well, why are we going to the grocery store? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, what are we going to have for dinner? He's like, I don't know. So we get to Save Mart. We walk around. We walk up the frozen frozen section. We walk up the ready-made section. We don't find anything that we like. So I'm like, okay, what are we going to get? I was like, let's get falafel corner. And he's like, yeah, great idea. So we walk out of the store. We haven't even hit our car yet. And I'm like, are you sure you want falafel corner? He's like, no, it doesn't really sound that good to me anymore. So we get in the car and we just start driving around. And I finally texted my sister-in-law and her sister. And I was like, you guys, Brett and I are hungry. We want to get takeout. Where do we go? So she laid down a few suggestions before she finally said boudin. Brett had never had it. I hadn't had it in a really long time. So we went to go get boudin. It was a solid choice. I mean, it if it were up to me, anytime we were craving something, I'd go get sushi, either Pokinoki or Makuni's. Um, but Brett doesn't like sushi. So it's really an uphill battle if I'm trying to eat some fish around here. Oh, my God. Oh, which brings me. Okay, wait. First, I have a running list of restaurants that we're, I mean, technically, I started making this list so that we could dine in. So some of these just don't apply to eating out. I'm going to read you our restaurant list. If there are restaurants that you think I should add that are good for takeout on a whim, please let me know and I will add it to our running restaurant list. And yes, I went over all of this last night, every single one, and none of these sounded good. This is how much of a nightmare we are. Okay, one speed, melting pot, which obviously some of these we couldn't have gotten last night. These are places that we either haven't been or 
have been but really like. So Morton's, Ella, Nation's Burger. I've only been there once. My boss took me um, at the beginning of the year, and it's one of the best burgers I've ever had. The Rind, which we love and go to all the time. Urban Roots, Squeeze In, Brett's never been. The Hofbrau on Watt and El Camino. L&L Hawaiian Barbecue. It's by Target. We've never been. We drive by it all the time, and so I added it to the list. Um, Cafe Vinoteca, Mas Taco Bar, Cosba Lounge, Casablanca, Cordy Brothers, which we recently just got a sandwich from Cordy Brothers, and it was bomb. Revolution Wine and Kitchen, La Crosta, Momo's Meat Market, <laughs> Inc., Miyagi, Tang Sushi, Aeoli on L Street, Pitch and Fiddle, Crateville, and The Porch. So a few things. First of all, we went to Pitch and Fiddle to get takeout on Sunday, and the meal was... just not you know when you think you want something and then you get it and it's just not what you're craving in the moment so on Friday they had posted that they have they had a special for like a tri-tip sandwich macaroni salad corn on the cob beans so all weekend we were like Sunday that's what we're gonna do we're gonna get takeout from there here's what happened we get there on Sunday we order the food we're waiting for it for it to come out to us so that we can take it home and while we're waiting, Brett has a couple beers. Obviously, their setup is in the parking lot and it's off La Riviera next to a big lot. So it's like a real sketch parking lot. So we're sitting in like their little fenced off area waiting for the food while Brett has a beer. And there's two tables full of like, I don't know, I would say age, ra- age range from like 23 to 30. So these two picnic tables just full of people. They are so fucking loud. They are so annoying. They put Brett and I in an instant bad mood. They keep ordering shots. They are singing Grease Lightning for some reason at the top of their lungs. Like there couldn't have been a more annoying group than these people. They are by definition magic. You haven't heard me talk about magic people before on this podcast. I used to talk about it all the time on my blog. So when you're magic, you play Dungeons and Dragons in your high school sweats in a dark room with Dorito stains on your bed sheets. You are magic. You are out in public and you talk loud enough so that other people can hear you because you think everything that you have to say is like brag worthy or just you think everyone should hear it. You are nerdy, but you think you're not. You're in total denial of your nerdiness. You are magic. These people were so magic. This poor girl that was with them kept getting on the floor to pet this dog but she had the spanks on the shorts and the shorts were hanging down way lower than her dress and none of her friends were telling her like I said they were singing grease lightning they were talking about Pokemon and Scooby-Doo like I fucking can't with these people so we were sitting and waiting for our food these people were super annoying to us so by the time we got the food home we just weren't really like feeling it like it just wasn't they killed our vibe but as we were leaving to take our food home one of the girls that was in the group went over to a car that was parked near us and was just doing a drug deal blatantly in the parking lot the crazy part about this is I knew the guy in the passenger seat and this story's crazy so back when I worked at 102 there was this guy that used to super stalk me I'm not going to say his name because God knows if he still does um, I had him blocked on everything but he used to he used to hit me up and say that he was going to take me to courtside Kings games and on hot air balloon rides like he used to promise me everything in the world he used to beg me to let him take me out on dates. I was super scared of him. And then he d- he used to call every morning and then all of a sudden he dropped off the face of the earth. So we're nosy and we found out that he had been arrested for like stalking. He was stalking this girl. So he went away for a little while. So fast forward like a year, 
um, we do a win a date with Megan. So basically a bunch of guys applied and they were going to come in and then they the boys would blindfold me and I'd ask them questions and then I'd pick a Valentine's date that would be broadcast live on the air. Worst mistake ever. It was such a shit show. I should have known that the boys weren't going to take it seriously. Instead of picking some of the good guys that that put their submissions in or that requested to go on the date with me, they picked the weirdest guys ever. Wayne, Jay, and Juan took the opportunity to play a big prank on me by just letting whoever through the door. So I'm blindfolded. I ask my questions. I pick my winner and I get to take my blindfold off. I take the blindfold off and the guy that I pick is normal, seemingly at the time. One of the guys in the room is this crazy stalker guy. He freaking got out of jail, applied to win a date, And the boys picked him and let him come in the studio. These days, that shit wouldn't fly. But back then, it was like the best prank ever. They pulled it off, yada, yada, yada. Years go by. I hear from him every once in a while, like on Facebook. But for the most part, like it's probably been two years since I've heard from him. This fool was in the passenger seat of the drug deal in the parking lot. As we were leaving, I had to like turn my head. I mean, I had no makeup on and I looked tore up, so I doubt he would recognize me. But boy, did I recognize him. He looks like um Frankenstein, only not green, like legit. He's just this big guy. His hair's all tousled. Oh, my God. I've never turned my head so fast in my life. And we get in the car. I'm like, go, go, go. And Brett's like, what's happening? So I had to tell him the whole story. He's like, that's weird. I'm like, yeah, freaking tell me about it. What are the odds? So yeah, Pitch and Fiddle was at the end of my list, but scratch that because we've already done that. So if you have some restaurant ideas, places that we can go that are good for takeout on a whim, um, hit me up. We love Indian food. So if you have any good Indian food suggestions, we've been hitting up India Palace on the corner of Folsom Boulevard and Watt. We were going to Bombay for a long time, but then we found India Palace. And recently I kind of did them side by side. I taste tested both of them. And India Palace takes the cake. If you haven't had it yet and you like Indian food, like I said, it's on the corner of Watt and Folsom Boulevard. You should definitely hit them up. I highly recommend the lamb coconut with rice and goat cheese naan. Have a nice day. But yeah, if it were up to me, we'd be eating fish every single day of the damn week. I've actually kind of like gone off and started doing my own thing because Brett makes us dinner every night and it's not always something that I like. And also sometimes it's too much. So last week I did my own thing. I made salmon burgers at night. One of the nights I I was doing something. I was in a rush. Maybe I was editing my podcast. No, I come home from Pilates. And so I was like, I'm just going to take a quick shower. Can you get my salmon patty out of the fridge and just put it on a on a skillet for me on the stove? I was like, you don't have to turn it on. And then when I come downstairs, you know, I'll cook it really quick. And so I take a shower and I come downstairs and Brett has surgical gloves on and he's taking the salmon patty out of the fridge. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm not touching that. And so I'm like, well, I don't want your n- nasty gloves touching my fish. Take the gloves off. I'll do it myself. So I take the the salmon out of the packaging and get ready to put it on the skillet. And I turn around and Brett is like going like he's like act. I can't even do it right. He's acting like he's going to throw up and he's like, I can't do this. You're not going to be able to eat salmon. You can't eat salmon in this house. I can't handle it. It's going to make me sick. I'm turning white. I'm not going to be able to eat my dinner like the most dramatic person ever. He was literally like, I'm never going to be able to eat my dinner now. I feel sick from the smell of your fish. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, you should be on a soap opera. Seriously. So I start cooking it and he's like, oh, the smell kind of goes away when it starts to cook. I'm like, yeah, just calm down. Mr. Dramatic, I cannot even handle you. So what I've been doing is getting um, couscous with a salmon patty and then a little tzatziki and I, I squeeze half a lemon over it and it's literally so freaking good. I wish that Brett 
would give fish another try. One time we went to McCoonies and I had him try one of my Peter two, a piece of my Peter two roll. And I think that he acted like he didn't like it, but I know that he did because, you know, you can just tell when someone's faking it. I think he's had it in his head for so long that he doesn't like fish that he just has to keep it going. Like he couldn't admit that he actually does like it. But man, if he just liked fish, cooked, raw, whatever. I understand that people aren't down with raw fish, but even if he started liking cooked fish, my life would be so much easier because I want to start eating healthier and I feel like fish is the best option, but sometimes I'm at Pilates or I'm doing something and Brett is just the better cook. So he's never going to cook fish. So I have to, I have to eat what he cooks and sometimes I don't like what he cooks. So lately he's been on a stir fry kick and I'm not about that stir fry life. I don't like it. The broccoli, the beans, the carrots mixed together in a soy. I, I, I just don't, I want no part of it. But if Brett could just enjoy some nice salmon, we could live in harmony together, healthier, happier, fishier. On last week's episode, I called myself a picture taker. And my sister-in-law texted me and was like, I was dying when you said picture taker. Do you maybe mean photographer? (laughs) It's so funny how many times I draw a blank when I'm talking and doing this for some reason. Like, I will just space out and, and, and words will leave me like they did just there. I don't know what it is about doing this podcast. I think it's something that I'm still definitely getting used to, especially now that I've mixed in doing a radio show. Um, I I mean, I haven't done my radio show since I've been doing my podcast. So it's almost hard to switch from doing a radio show to doing a podcast where like I have what I'm going to say planned out as to where when I'm recording a podcast, I just kind of have an outline of what I'm going to say planned out, if that makes sense. Last night when we were on our way home from Boudin, we were driving down our street and there were hella people outside near our house and Brett was blasting like the most embarrassing music. It was slow. It was just embarrassing. I don't know what it is, so I couldn't even begin to tell you, but we were about to pass all these people on our street. So I kept turning it down and he kept turning it up. He's like, are you embarrassed? And I'm like, yes. Remember driving around with your parents and they would play this embarrassing music and the windows would be down and you'd pull up next to a car and you'd be like, kill me. This is so embarrassing. Why 92? 2.5 type of shit. That playlist that he made, I'm not exaggerating. I have to listen to it probably 30 times a week. He plays it over and over again. He's like, well, you don't make a playlist just to listen to it once. I'm like, in your case, yeah, you do. Because this playlist is terrible. I, I I think now a total of three people have come forward and said that they liked it. I want to just go in and delete the playlist because I have the capability to do that, you know, since it's my playlist and he just has it added to his Apple Music because we have family sharing. I want to go in and just delete it. But I mean, I would feel kind of bad because he loves it that much. He might bring me to the point, though. And he keeps asking me, when am I going to be able to make the next playlist? Uh, Never, Brett. This song, this Radiohead song. Whenever he plays his playlist, that's the song that he starts with. So I have to go run and hide as soon as I hear that because I know it's going to be a long. Let's see how long this playlist is. A long one hour and 49 minutes, although he plays it back to back to back. So it's more like three times that. The other night, Saturday night, um, it was my, okay, try to follow me. It was my sister-in-law's brother's girlfriend's birthday. So we went over to my sister-in-law's mom's house who lives right near us, like walking distance. And they had ceviche. They ordered uh, carnitas from this new Mexican spot that's like right near us on Folsom Boulevard. I guess there's other locations and it's super popular in the Bay Area, but this is the first one in Sacramento. So we go to that. Brett got fucked up. (laughs) 
And when we got home, as per usual, he put his headphones in in bed and he just listened to the same song over and over again. So I think I've talked about this before in weeks past. It's been Taylor Swift. But this weekend, it was that Radiohead song. I was watching the end of Selling Sunset, the last like couple episodes, and Brett was listening to that song the entire time. So I think I had three episodes left. So three episodes, they're each like 30, 35 minutes a piece. So for an hour and a half, Brett just listened to that song over and over and over again on repeat until... I was done watching Selling Sunset. I thought Brett was fast asleep. So I got up, walked over to his phone, put the music on pause. And of course, right when I pause it and his earbuds go silent, he wakes up and goes, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. Go back to sleep. And he luckily didn't realize that I had turned his music off and just went back to sleep. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Speaking of Selling Sunset, so I'm such a piece of shit. I started watching it last Wednesday and I finished it on Sunday, all three seasons. I've seen so many people talking about it lately, especially the whole drama with Chriselle, who was Justin Hartley from This Is Us. It was his wife. And I remember I worked... I think I was at Fuego. Yeah, I had to had to have been because it was at like the beginning of the year when it broke on TMZ that Justin Hartley filed for divorce from Chriselle and that he texted her to tell her. So like apparently news broke exactly when she found out that they were getting a divorce. She was totally blindsided. So I already knew that going into Selling Sunset. And you know me, you know, I love to look at houses. So I mainly started watching the show because I wanted to see all the fat ass houses in Beverly Hills. If you're not watching Selling Sunset, I fucking highly recommend it. It's so good. So the first season starts out. Chriselle's the new girl. I actually didn't like her at all in season one. She came across super two-faced and just fake. Like no one is that happy all the time. She just seemed like a people pleaser. And everyone that I told that to was like, just wait, you'll end up liking her. And I really did. I ended up liking her. I felt really bad for her and everything that happened. But I also read an article today that someone sent me about how Justin Hartley, um, basically said that they split up like four months before the day that he actually filed, that that was the date of separation. So although I want to like support her and I don't want to come off like Davina, if you know, you know, I almost feel like there's more to the story than what she's let on. Like the problems may have been deeper or more serious than she led on because why would he file in, I think it was in July, but he put the date of separation for like April. So what? in the world. I still think that he's shady. I still think that fame got to him and the money got to him. And and I think he's a piece of shit. But I also just feel like, I don't know. I feel like Chriselle doesn't tell the whole story. Again, I don't want to be like Davina. Unpopular opinion. I also fucking love Christine. I love how extra she is. I think she's super pretty and super funny. But my best guy friend saw something that I posted about Selling Sunset. And it happened to be a gif of Christine. And he was like, she sucks in real life. And she ain't shit in the real estate world. And I'm like, what? How do you no. So my best guy friend, he lives in Southern California. He does real estate. He said that she's not a big deal there. None of those girls are. He said the two twin guys are basically the ones that like do all the listing and sell the homes and that they are just on it for the show. But he also said that like three years ago before Christine got all of her work done, he went out on a date with her and he said she had zero personality. Obviously, she's like a gold digger. And he said she just sucks. He kept reiterating she sucks. And I'm like, damn, I'm so fascinated right now. I've met like a million famous people people. But my best guy friend telling me that he's went on a date with Christine from Selling Sunset was like, I was so starstruck. (laughs) Sucks that she sucks, though. I mean, I can kind of see her personality being lame and just uninterested if she isn't interested in the guy. So hi, Anthony. Maybe she just didn't like you. 
So yeah, obsessed with Selling Sunset. So sad that I finished it so quickly. I hope another season comes out soon, but everyone was recommending Million Dollar Beach House as a follow-up, which is another new show on Netflix. Not that Selling Sunset was new, but there's a new season. So Million Dollar Beach House is set in the Hamptons. It just came out this year and it's mostly guys on this one and like one girl. It's so crazy the difference between like the way that they look on the East Coast as opposed to the girls from Selling Sunset who are on the West Coast. Like the girl in Million Dollar Beach House, she's always wearing like maxi dresses with flip flops like just looks kind of granola um and one of the guys I'm only two episodes in one of the guys on million dollar beach house I don't even know his name he has like the big nose he's the one that's expecting a baby I have very to very good intuition when it comes to people like I'm a great judge of character it could be in person it could be over the tv and that guy is a douchebag I can tell without a shadow of a doubt. I know his type. I know that knows. Anyways, I don't know if I'm really going to be into it, into it. It's just not the same. I like the glitz. I like the glamour. I love the girls all like dressed up and stuff. But something else that Brett and I have been watching, he used to watch it in England and it just became popular here. This is season two of Love Island. I'm obsessed. So I wanted to start watching it because I'm desperate for shows right now. But also I heard that there was a girl from Sacramento on this season. So I was like, oh, let's just watch it. And then when I found out it was on every night, I was so excited because every night we're like, what do we watch tonight? And now no question, there's a Love Island on. I never watched it before. I've never participated in a show where you have to vote. Like, I think I voted for American Idol maybe once or twice, but I, I'm just never inclined to text in a vote for any show. Dancing with the Stars, nothing. Well, last night was our first opportunity to to vote on Love Island and I downloaded the app and I was so excited and it fucking didn't work. I don't know if the voting closes after the East Coast has been aired. I don't really know how it works, but I was real frustrated. Anyways, the show is so good. Now I want to go back and watch last season and I also want to watch the ones that are from England because par- apparently those ones are way better. So this season, it's obviously not on a beach. So they shut down the top of Dre's. Pool season is not happening this year and they've turned it into the set for Love Island USA. There's a girl from Sacramento on there, Selly. She's so pretty. All the guys like her. She's freaking killing it. But episode one, you're kind of introduced to everyone and everyone's like more dressed up than they ever are in the season because, you know, you get comfortable. You're by the pool all day. You're not putting on as much makeup. So I'm like, picking apart all the girls and the guys. I'm like, he's not that cute. Uh, Her smile annoys me, like totally picking them all apart as I sit looking like Charlize Theron from Monster on the couch eating ice cream. Like, bitch, who are you to judge? Look in the mirror. (laughs) I started cracking up when I was like, saying these things out loud to Brett. And then I took a quick look down at myself looking like a sloppy freaking ogre. I was like, yeah, maybe I should shut up. I don't know if you could catch up now because like I said, it's on every night and it's been on for two weeks. So that would be a lot of episodes to catch up on. But if you're not on the on the Love Island train, choo choo all aboard. I highly recommend. Did you guys watch the VMAs over the weekend? So normally I've just kind of given up on award shows. I never watch them live, even though I do love to live tweet. I've kind of even fallen off that lately just because social media is so heavy these days. So I never watch award shows live. I always tape them and then watch them like the next day so that I can fast forward through the boring parts. So Sunday night, ABC was airing Black Panther um, without any commercials, without any interruptions. And even though I could watch Black Panther on Disney Plus, I wanted there's something just about it being on cable. So I recorded the VMAs. I recorded Black Panther, but I also watched it live. And then I watched the VMAs the following day. I don't really know what the consensus is on the VMAs, but I think it was the best VMA in a long time. Here's why. Visually, it was amazing. Some of it was done on top of buildings, like the weekend's performance. Visually, it just looked 
so freaking good. Like when DaBaby was performing and all the buildings like exploded and everything was on fire, that looked so freaking cool behind him. I also liked that there wasn't a live audience, so we didn't have to wait for applause. I mean, there were some people, but it wasn't to the effect that it normally is, like maybe 50 to 100 people at each little location. So we didn't have to wait for people applauding. Um, I feel like some of the the host's bits were pre-recorded, so they were they were cheesy. They were terrible. Kiki Palmer was terrible, but it wasn't as long and dragged out as it normally is. So I feel like whereas normally the MTV Music Awards is like four hours long, this was like two hours and 15 minutes. It was quick. It was on schedule. Visually, it looked good. It was mainly just performances. I was about it. I think award shows, socially distance, although it does suck. I feel like, I mean, I could get down with watching it like that in the future. I wonder if things like that really will change. I'm sure it saved them money in some ways. I know that it's fun award season. Like you love watching stars go to the red carpet and not as many were there. But I don't know. I just think it was done really freaking well. I can't believe it's already September. I've gone to Starbucks twice now thinking I was going to get a nice pumpkin spice latte, but I cannot do it. I'm holding on to summer for dear life. It's cracking me up that people are like, summer's over or last da 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 of the summer. You guys, summer's not over till over. Summer's not over till September 22nd. We have plenty of time. Just because it's September doesn't mean that fall's hitting. It's still hot as fuck outside. I don't know how Brett does it. Brett's been waking up and going running in the morning. And I also recently just discovered that he doesn't lock the front door when he leaves. He... <laughs> He leaves it unlocked. He just takes off and and go. And I'm normally sleeping at this time. So I discovered it last week. He went out for his run. I woke up early. I came downstairs and I noticed that the front door was unlocked. And when he got home, I was like, hey, you forgot to lock the front door when you left for your run. He said, oh, I know. I don't lock it. And I was like, excuse me. And he was like, yeah, I don't lock it. It's fine. No one's going to come in. Oh, it's fine, is it? You're just leaving me, your sleeping wife, upstairs with the front door unlocked, but it's fine. Brett is the most loving, caring. He does a lot of things for me. Like, I'm talking a lot. But man, sometimes leaving the door unlocked, what are you thinking? And then another thing that he did. Last week, he was in a hurry and he was like, I need to get on a conference call. I know that you're terrible at making omelets, which I am. He's like, can you have everything set up and ready to go so that I can walk in the door, make my omelet and then get on my call? I was like, yes, absolutely. I whisked some eggs in a bowl. I cut up tomatoes. I cut up onions. I set out the dish. I set out the spatula. I oiled the pan. I literally had everything all ready for him. He gets home and he takes a look at everything that I've set up and he goes, did you crack two eggs into the bowl? And I said, yeah. And he said, I only wanted one. I'm like, yes, you're welcome for setting everything out for you. You're welcome. Have a nice day. Ungrateful. And then this weekend, he told me that all I do is sit on the couch. I'm like, what what the fuck are you talking about? I do the laundry. I make the bed. I wipe down the counters after you leave crumbs all over the place, after you make toast five times a day. I fold the laundry. I clean the bathrooms. I empty the dishwasher. I clean out the fridge. He tries to act like just because I don't cook that I like literally do not do anything, which is so far from the truth. We're doing that immigration, the stuff with the immigration attorney. I've literally sent like over 150 documents to her. So that means I have to go through the filing cabinets, take pictures, turn them into PDFs, load them onto a portal. But I don't do anything. I just sit on the couch all day. Yeah, I sit on the couch all day reading books about the dog that we're going to get and loading documents onto the portal so that you can stay in America. I'm so sorry. That's another thing. So we're going to get a dog and I'm I'm like, Brett, you know, we have to study up about getting a dog. We can't go into this blindly. I want to read about how to train it, do's and don'ts. And he's like, yes, I'm on board. So I've ordered like, I don't know, eight books 
about Labradoodles. I ordered one about Golden Doodles at first because I thought we were getting a Golden Doodle. And then I realized we were getting a Labradoodle. So I already read an entire book about Golden Doodles. They're very similar. So then I ordered all these books about Labradoodles, books about training dogs, books about mini Labradoodles. And I've been reading them nonstop. Like I'm doing a ton of research. And when I come to an important part in the book, if Brett's around, I'll be like, hey, listen to this. Does he listen? No, I read it to him anyways. And then I just go on with my reading over the weekend. I was like, Brett, you know, you're going to have to read these books, right? And he's like, every night when we get in bed, how about you read me a bedtime story? And I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. Because here's what would happen. Right around the time we get in bed is around the time that all of his friends in England wake up. So he's constantly on his phone. When we get in bed and we're watching a show, he's on his phone texting the group. And so I already know what would happen. I'd be reading to him. He wouldn't be paying attention because he doesn't pay attention to the TV. We get in bed to watch a show and I'll pause it and be like what just happened and he'll say uh uh and I'm like yeah you weren't paying attention phones down family time so I'm so concerned because I highly doubt Brett's gonna read any of these books by the time we get this dog and he's not gonna know all the things like you can't like be mean to it if it goes to the bathroom when it's a puppy inside the house that it's positive reinforcement like he doesn't know all these things because he's not reading the books so I'm gonna be like a single mother taking care of this dog I can already see it as if I don't already take care of Brett but I just sit on the side of the couch and don't do anything. Right, Brett? Right, Brett? Right, right? I feel like we complement each other with the things that we do. I'm a terrible cook. I, I can cook some things and I have gotten better. Like over the weekend, I made sausage rolls. It's a soup super popular like meal, I guess, in England, more like something you get at a coffee shop. But I've made them a couple times with Brett. So I made them by myself over the weekend. And I took them to the party that we went to, not the party, but the little birthday thing. Family, people that I've been around don't come for me. These are all people that I've been around through quarantine. So I don't, I didn't mean the word party. Everyone devoured them. It was Mexican food that we ate. So it didn't really fit the theme of what we were eating, but everyone freaking loved them. So I can make a few things and I do take direction well, but Brett's the cook. Um, Brett's really good at vacuuming. I'm better at cleaning bathrooms. Brett's not good at putting away the laundry, but he can carry it upstairs for me. Like we really, the things that we do really complement each other. Something that I've noticed on Instagram and on some of the reality shows that I've been watching, especially Love Island is, are those three barrel curling irons coming back? I remember when I used to go get pictures taken off Florin Road with my friends, I would always have someone three barrel curl my hair. I used to have one, but I remember that was also when Aquanet was a thing. So I used to spray a ton of Aquanet and then my hair would get stuck inside the three barrel curler. It was a whole nightmare. I wish I still had one, but I threw it away. I never thought that trend was going to come back. Also never thought denim skirts and overalls were going to come back. This just goes to show, don't throw your shit away. I'm a clothes hoarder for this exact reason. And every time I throw something away, the trend ends up rearing its ugly head. So yeah, people seem to be using these three barrel curlers a lot. Ads keep popping up on my Instagram. It looks hella cute. And since my hair's growing a little bit, it's like the longest that it's been since the sixth grade. I had to pull the trigger and buy one on it on Amazon. I wish I would have kept it. Why the hell do I throw things away? Well, because if I didn't, we would just be living in trash. Has anyone else hopped on this trend? I got one on Amazon. I don't have it yet, so I don't know how well it's going to work, but I can't wait to do my hair. When we were in Yosemite, Amanda French braided my hair and I know how to French braid on other people. And so after she did it, I was like, oh, this looks so cute. And then when I took it out, it looked even cuter. So I was like, I'm going to start French braiding my hair at home. Psych. I tried to do it on myself. Could not do it. Look terrible. Zero ten recommend. So this just cuts out the French braiding part of the equation and gets me straight to the cute crimped hair. Hopefully I'll keep you posted on the purchase. And if I like it, it, I think it was only like 26 bucks. I'll put it on my Instagram. Swipe up to shop. I've worn clip and extensions for probably like the 
past 10 years. Would not go out of the house without extensions in my hair. Um, my hair is always grown to like a mullet. It's super short in the front and grows to a point in the back. And I think that's because I've always put too much heat on it. Like I flat iron it a million times only to curl it. So my hair is naturally curly. So forever I would take a shower, wash my hair, blow dry it, straighten it, clip my extensions in and then curl it. How fucking ass backward is that shit? So now that I haven't really done much to my hair in the past few months, my hair's grown. It still is a it still is a mullet. It still grows to a point. The back's still longer than the front, but the front has grown longer than my hair's been since the sixth grade. So now I'm comfortable not wearing extensions. And I just think I'm more comfortable like being natural in public. That's what quarantine's done to me. Like I don't feel the need to put on makeup every day or even every other day or even every weekend. And I just don't feel the need to clip in my extensions. Of course, when like we go to Vegas or we have like a fun night out, I'll probably still do it. But for now, I've been enjoying my natural hair. It looks healthy. It has a lot of volume. But the thing is, I don't know what styles to do with short hair. Like I haven't tried curling it yet or doing my wand. I've just been kind of wearing it straight. So maybe this will be the solution to all of my short haired problems. I wouldn't even go to Target without putting bronzer on and clipping a few hair extensions in for a low pony. Like, I have come so far. Can I get an amen? Speaking of an amen, that was a perfect segue. So I have the app that shows me what I'm going to get in the mail every day. And so today there was something addressed to my maiden last name, no return address, and you could tell that it was hand handwritten, like it was handwritten on the envelope. And so I was so excited to get the mail all day because I'm like, ooh, I wonder what this is. I wonder who wrote me this letter. The mailman comes, which by the way, if you've been waiting for a sticker from me, they we haven't had mail in a few days, so they don't even bother coming up to the door. So they just came to the door today and just took my outgoing mail. So if you've been waiting for a sticker, it's coming. I promise. So they dropped off the mail today and I was so excited to open this letter. <clears throat> so I opened it up and here's what it says. Dear neighbor. I hope that this letter finds you and your family doing well. In light of current events, I am, I am unable to visit you personally. Through his words, God provides hope and promises that soon he will wipe all tears from our eyes and there will be no more death, suffering, crying, or pain. Soon that hope of a better future here on earth will be legalized. I invite you to visit our website, jw.org, where you can learn how the Bible's wisdom can help you and your family to get the best out of life and to gain a new hope for the future. You will find articles, videos, music, even interactive Bible study free of charge. I sincerely hope you and your family stay safe and benefit from this information. Sincerely, Vivian B. And it came with a pamphlet, What is the Kingdom of God? Can't wait to dive into this. Anyways, I don't know how this person got my, my, my name, my first and maiden last name. There's no return address. There's a pamphlet inside. Honk if you love Jesus. I wish it came with one of those stickers. So freaking random. Thanks, Viv, but no thanks. I think I told you last episode or the episode before that my podcast is doing really well. Um, you guys must be sharing it with friends because I'm getting more and more listens every single week. And the reason that I know that my listenership is going up is because I've been getting all these emails, like emails for sponsorship. Some of them seem kind of shady and I'm scared to click on links. But one of them was for something that had to do with dogs. I'm like, I don't have a dog dog yet. And then someone else reached out to me about hosting my podcast on their website and then another business reached out to me about transcribing every episode and they gave me a sample of my last episode. So there was a Word document of everything that I said typed out. I'm like, why would I ever need this? I guess the website says in case you ever want to turn your podcast into a book. And I'm like, but you could just listen to it. I, 
I don't understand. Yeah, that's not a service I'm going to be going with. I think it's like 20 bucks a month. I'm like, why on earth would I need to transcribe my podcast? Can someone please explain that to me? Because I have no idea. But something cool that I also learned about my podcast, something that I do want to utilize is you can tell your Alexa to play my podcast. So here's how you say it. Alexa, play the What the Chuck podcast on TuneIn. So my podcast is available on MeganRage.com, obviously on Apple, Spotify, Google. It's available on TuneIn. So when it's sync through Alexa, you have to say, Alexa, play the What the Chuck podcast from TuneIn and she'll start playing it. So it's really awesome if you're sitting on the couch and you don't want to waste your phone battery or your computer battery and you have an Alexa nearby, just tell that bitch to play it. So last week I talked about Scott Peterson. Um, I read some messages between a friend and I. Uh, she has a law background and she was explaining some things to me because I had told her that I didn't think that Scott Peterson was proven guilty. Now that's not to say that he isn't guilty, but I don't think that there's proof that he is 1000% guilty. Someone else that I know that has a law background listened to last week's episode. And if you haven't heard it yet, you can go back and listen to that part and listen to the DMs. Um, But someone else responded and she sent me messages that I more so agree with. Um, She also has a law background. And so a lot of people are interested in the Scott Peterson portion, especially on last week's podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and read you the messages that she wrote to me. So she said, from someone else with a law background, I 100% agree with you, meaning me. She said, the standard for conviction is not reasonable or majority of the facts like your friend suggested. It's beyond a reasonable doubt. The details you describe constitute more than enough reasonable doubt. I honestly don't even know if I could even convict him based on the standard. For the death penalty, I have no idea how anybody can impose a death penalty unless they're 100% beyond any doubt, completely positive that this person committed the crime. I'm a big believer in Blackstone's ratio, which obviously I didn't know what that was, but she said, it's better than 10 guilty persons escape than one suffer. And then she said, how the fuck can we kill someone who may be innocent? Who the fuck are we to decide? She said, the fact that even one wrongful execution has happened in the history of the U.S. shows that capital punishment is unworkable. We can't just guess on people's lives, not to mention the fact that black people are disproportionately wrongfully convicted and executed, which perpetuates and compounds our racist system in an irreversible way. Preach, 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 motherfucker. (laughs) That message, those messages made so much sense to me. And I totally agree with her not to say that I, you know, I'm not like talking shit about my friend from the previous podcast. I'm just saying that I more so agree with what this person said and her opinions on it. All right. In closing, playlist for this week is going to be 90s music. So the new station that I work for, they do old school lunch. And there's so many songs that they play during the 12 o'clock hour that I haven't heard in so, so long, like songs that were my freaking jam back in the day. So 90s is what you're looking for on Apple Music and Spotify. It'll be my playlist for the week. Make sure that you follow me on Apple Music and on Spotify so that you can get every playlist that I curate for each episode. Um, As usual, please subscribe to this podcast. Download each episode as opposed to just listening to it. Please rate and review. And most importantly, share it with a friend. The more you put it on your story, you never know. People could get annoyed by you posting it every week and think, okay, I'm finally going to give in and listen to whatever the fuck this person keeps posting. So keep posting it. Keep sharing it. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm just trying to drive those numbers up. I'm working on getting another contest in the works that you guys could possibly win. Um, Follow me on social media at What The Chuck Podcast. If you want a sticker, just send me your first and last name and your mailing address and I'll get one sent out to you if the post person ever comes to my fucking front door. Make sure to tell your Alexa to play the What The Chuck
Woodchuck podcast on TuneIn. And let's see, what else can I beat into your head for the 14th time since this is episode 14? I feel like I end it the exact same way every single time. But the more I listen to podcasts, everyone ends it like that. They're like begging for you to download, rate, review, subscribe. So that's what I'm doing, pleading with you. Please rate, review, subscribe. I'm dying at all the people that listened last week and said, I better be getting my sizzler down the line. Don't worry. All you bitches are going to get salad bar. All you can eat. I might even throw in a steak and lobster. Talk to you next week. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.